episode of Post Feeds and Cheese Steaks, episode 101. Took a little hey. uh, little respite there. Donations. Yeah, yeah, we've been a little little busy, but uh, getting ramped up again because we got the drafts in like three weeks already, which is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, NBA it's NBA playoffs are going to start in like a week or so. NHL playoffs are getting ready. MLB opening weekend is this week. Um, exciting times. March Madness just ended. Like it's balls to the wall. It's but, looking good. It's a good time to be a sports fan. Yeah, but uh, speaking of uh, sports fans and being Philly based and Eagles fans, we did have a pretty significant trade uh, a couple of days ago with the, the Eagles and the Saints. Um, what were your uh, initial thoughts as I as I pull up the details so of the trade? But... I, I feel like whenever you trade draft picks like this, when it's just a draft pick, draft pick trade, it takes a couple, you know, a little bit longer to settle in. Like there's no players, there's no emotions really tied to it. It's just kind of like numbers. Mm-hmm. But I think essentially you pretty much gave up one of your thirds this year, or first this year, or first next year, and then they swapped the sixth and the seventh, and then you got a third and the second out of it. I am all for it. I, I mean, this was the flexibility we kind of expected. I mean, we were nibbling on it and talking about having, you know, trading uh, pick this year to make to get us a first next year, which I'm all for. Uh, I don't necessarily like tying three first round picks in a one draft class. But I mean, yeah. it's hard not to love this trade. I mean, look at the first alone. You went from three to now four over two years. You're spread among two draft classes. You have two draft classes of flexibility. Two first-round picks and two back-to-back drafts. You can pretty much move up and down the board as, as you want. You got a third-round pick this year and then a second-round pick. I know it's down the line, 2024, but you pretty much got a second-round pick free. You know, you mm. you just swap first-round picks and then got a third. I, I mean, I, I love it. I'm all for it. You know what I like? I like the third. It kind of reminds me of, like, what you kind of – you use that – the Eagles use that extra third they got from the Colts from the Wentz trade to get Devontae Smith last year. That extra third is going to come in handy if there's a guy they see a couple picks in front of them and they just want to hop up a few spots. You know, in the, in the first round like that, when you're only, you know, moving two or three spots during the draft, when you're out of the top ten, it usually doesn't cost you that much. You know, you yeah. get a third, maybe a later pick. They they can move up. I like where they're at. They're pretty much in this – they're set up like they were last year. They had a ton of ammo to get a guy if he was a couple spots ahead of them, like Devontae mm-hmm. Smith was last year. And they just move up and go get them. So yeah. hard to think, hard to say there's any negative really to this trade. You picked up an extra second or third, which are impact picks. Yeah. And you now have four first round picks in two years. Yeah. I mean, I I did not expect them to use all three picks. I expected them to trade one of them um, for a pick in a future year. I expected that to happen during the draft. I, but classic Eagles, that they, they're like one of the few teams that makes draft, like makes trades like weeks in advance of the draft they did it last year too i'm pretty sure it's true um and i think that, that was one with the dolphins where they got out of six but um yeah this one so the saints got our 16th and 19th first round picks and our six round pick or six yeah six round selection this year and then we got their uh 18th overall next year or excuse me 18th this year um a first next year a second in two years and a third this year and a seventh this year so i think it's a pretty i think 
like immediately, it's a pretty fair trade on both sides. I do think slight edge to the Eagles because from what I've heard, the next year's draft is really strong. Oh, I, I so think that takes some. so that takes the Saints unless they have another pick that I wasn't aware. Of, but that takes the Saints out of a draft pick for that draft. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles won, not by a lot, but I think they won the trade. Um, would I have liked to see them use that pick on getting a veteran wide receiver like DK or somebody else? Sure. But, I mean, at this point, it's I mean, it's I mean even if you wanted to go do. that route, though, but even if you wanted to go that route, you turned – you have an extra first-round pick. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you pretty much you – know, I mean, not an extra first-round pick, but you have an extra third – and a second in the future. Yeah. Look at the Tyreek Hill trade. They only gave up one first round pick from, and then it was four other later picks. Also, yeah. you know what? I the only thing with the Saints, I give Howie credit this way too. This wasn't a real big, strong quarterback draft, and usually people move up for quarterbacks. We saw it last year. Like that's how we were involved in the trade last year. Was that the Niners went up to get Trey Lance, mm. and then you know the Dolphins wanted to move back up to get back to six and get a you know impact player. You know, there's not really a lot of teams that trade up in the draft if it's not for a quarterback. I don't necessarily know what the Saints are doing. I'm curious to see what they're thinking is here because, like you said, there's no first-round pick now for them next year. I also don't really think the Saints are going to be a very good team next year. Yeah. So, them, I think that there's a good possibility. I mean, what do we trade? And we give them the 16th pick? I think there's a good possibility that the Saints pick next year is better than the 16th pick for the Eagles. It'd be amazing if it was the number one pick, but hey. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, listen. <laughs> yeah, no, they'll, they, they'll they finish lost. probably middle of the road again. So I would say, like, between 10 and 16, I could see. I mean, they were middle of the road last year. They lost Tyron Armstead. They lost Marcus Williams. Yeah. They're bringing back Jameis, who can't excite you. They lost Sean Payton. Who the hell knows what Michael Thomas is going to do? We mm-hmm. haven't seen him play in God knows two years now. We had a whole pandemic since the last time Michael Thomas played football. I, I just uh, Jenkins retired, so they, they lost a lot of Jenkins safeties. Retired. Yeah, like this, I the the Saints making this deal make me feel like the Saints are very confident in how good they're going to be next year, which I don't see why they would. You lost yeah. a lot of players in free agency. You're bringing back Jameis, who's uncertain. You lost your best coach in franchise history. I'm not as excited as they are um, for their team, and you know what? I, all for it. If they, I guess, I have to think. I don't know, actually. I, I have to think, I guess, the Saints are looking to move up. I can't imagine they make this deal just because they have, you know, they want two impact players in the first round. They have to be a secondary motive for them. Because now they can now they have the flexibility to move up in the draft if they wanted to get someone uh, with the two picks. But I, I, I don't know. I just – I don't see exactly the motive behind the Saints doing this deal. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know. There must be some, you know, unless it's a quarterback and they're trying to package picks to move up, but who knows? Wouldn't you just um, try to, like, wouldn't you just try to move up with, like, one of the teams in the top 10? Like, look at the Giants. They got two top 10 picks. You know, tell me, I mean, yeah, maybe it costs a little bit more, but maybe the value was better. And that's what I was saying to, um, in our group chat that it might just be that the Eagles were trying to get a receiver of DK Metcalf or AJ Brown caliber, but the cost might have just been too high. Like they might've wanted multiple first or whatever. So my guess is that this was just, I, this feels like something that the saints presented to the Eagles and then Eagles like countered it with this offer. But yeah. I, yeah. This definitely makes me think that the saints have another move coming. Yeah. I, I don't I necessarily know. They, exactly. 16 and 19 I mean, are no, weird numbers to just sit at. So. 
would you really want to give? I mean, say the Saints do draft the quarterback. They fell in love with someone, and that's why they wanted the second round pick, the second first round pick to move up. You gave up your first round pick next year. Like, what are you going to do? Start the rookie quarterback? You think you're going to be very? You think you're going to do good this season mm-hmm. with a rookie quarterback? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I am confused because you have to think this move makes sets them up for another move. But at the same time, why wouldn't you've just gone and done a move with another team? There's plenty of teams in the first round this year that. Are, multiple first round picks yeah um a lot better than the eagles i mean the other thing i love about this deal is the eagles are the pick ahead of the saints on both of their picks yeah. it's like even after the deal the eagles completely control the saints draft which is kind of nice yeah and i mean one thing i i don't really want to think about right now but um a lot of people i saw mention it and it kind of popped into my head too that if jalen hurts does has a bad year doesn't show any progress this year that they have two picks now if they want to try and move up to get, you know, a Bryce Young or whoever, um, one of those bigger name quarterbacks, then that's a possibility now. So it's a little bit of a backup plan, I guess, but. And that's the way to do it. I mean, listen, I I like Jalen. I'm all for starting Jalen next year. You know, I'm not giving Jalen the franchise yet, but you got to keep your door, your, your options open. You know, what if he isn't the guy you need to keep some flexibility because having three first round picks this year doesn't help you if Jalen isn't the guy. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, quarterbacks, Colts decided they want to keep a revolving door of quarterbacks and uh, trade for Matt Ryan of the Falcons. That was a only for a third, but I think they took the whole salary. So that's, that's pretty significant. Um, that was a, what'd you think of that move? I, I give the, the Colts uh, like a, a plus on that move i thought it was very i i mean when we talked i was like i understood like wentz's bridge had already been burned the owner came out and said some stuff like there was no way he was coming back and all that yeah and i get it but then i didn't really love the deal even though they got out of the money because you're like it just leaves you in quarterback carousel again like this team's ready to compete and now you just got rid of wentz isn't a superstar but you, you got rid of a starting quarterback like what were you going to do bring out jacoby brissetti again and I feel like they got kind of lucky that the Falcons were able to were moved on from Matt Ryan for a third. They Matt Ryan, I still think he play. I, I think the Colts oh, yeah. are a good team. Still I top Matt Ryan twelve, maybe top fifteen quarterback. I mean, listen, he's the, he's not Philip Rivers. Like no. man, he's got some juice left in him. The I thought it was a great move for the the Colts. I don't even know if they knew that Matt Ryan would be available when they made the Wentz trade. It seems after the owners' comments came out and everything that. Wentz was getting moved regardless. Like if, if, if he wasn't getting, if they weren't getting anything in trade, he was getting released anyway. Yeah. The Falcons though, I don't, I don't get this move. Like your franchise icon, you just shipped them out. I mean, the, the Lions got two firsts for Stafford. I would say Stafford is a better commodity than Matt Ryan was, but like for a third round pick, that's it. That's all you got. I think they, they got more for Wentz. Yeah. Who do they even have for quarterback now? Do they even have a quarterback? Marcus Mariotti. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that's the other point. It's like this team's clearly rebuilding, and maybe they're like, you know, it's time to move on. You know, maybe we want to get a better draft pick, set ourselves up for the future. Like, Matt Ryan was losing games for you perfectly fine. Like, <laughs> now you like, they had the huge dead cap hit. Like, it just it didn't make sense. Like, you're getting crushed on the salary cap moving this guy for a third round pick. It, it's just baffling. I mean, you go back to the Stafford trade. Two franchise icons moved. I mean, I would say Stafford had more trade value than when he got moved, but 
he got moved for two firsts and I think a, a, a couple other picks. Golf was involved, but yeah, you know, the Lions took on salary. The Falcons are just getting hit with the dead cap cast count that's worse than what the Lions are paying Jerry Golf. So hmm. just didn't really understand it from the Falcons' point of view. For the Colts, A plus. I mean, I don't think the Colts knew Matt Ryan would be available, obviously. I don't think anyone expected him to be available until Deshaun Watson, you know, name started getting whispered with the Falcons and they were tied to him, which goes into our other part. Yeah. You, I mean, if you're ever looking for, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, everyone works, everyone's, you know, looking for promotions and jobs and taking advice. Apparently sexual harassment is the way to get promoted because, uh, you know, look at, <laughs> look at Deshaun Watson, man. He got a lot more money after uh, 22 lawsuits against him. What, what did you think about the Browns pretty much guaranteeing a quarter billion dollars to secure Deshaun Watson? Well, first of all, disclaimer, we do not promote sexual harassment. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but apparently, apparently for Deshaun Watson, it got him a raise. Yeah, so, so the, the Cleveland Browns acquired Deshaun Watson, a 2024 six-round pick, and what was it like twenty-two some allegations um, in exchange for one, two, three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two fourth-round picks spread across the next two years. So it was a lot of capital, um, and he got a new contract, and he's now yeah, what isn't it like fully guaranteed or something like that? Completely guaranteed. It's like two hundred million, two hundred forty million. Plus. Fucking crazy. completely guaranteed it's just out of control this guy didn't play last year you know he's probably gonna get suspended and still well, they, they they did just uh sign jacoby Brissett, so yeah that... oh good yeah but they still have baker i have to imagine he's getting traded in the next like weeks like i don't know where so so this is my other part is they clearly, you know, Baker hasn't been moved yet. Baker has pretty much no value. No one's going to give up anything for Baker at this point. They well, know gonna, the Browns yes. have to move him. Yeah. They might just cut him at this did point. The, well, did the Bakers just, you know, totally like just screw Baker over dirty and just be like, well, Deshaun Watson might get suspended. Maybe we just keep Baker as a lame duck, play this season, and then wait for Deshaun Watson. I can't I imagine mean, Baker, he, he does that. Like – Players can get away with holding out now and doing all of this, you know, bullshit that they do. There's no way Baker's going to suit up every Sunday for the Browns as a backup. Listen, if you're Baker, there is no starting job out there for you. Like, you probably need another year to convince teams that you need a starting job. Get healthy. Listen, the guy was beaten and battered last year. He looked really bad because he was, I think, really banged up. Mm. He, could, he needs a season, like, to just increase his value again. I'm not saying, you know, he's going to want to go out there a lame duck year knowing that, you know, the Cleveland Browns just guaranteed a quarter of a billion dollars to a guy that's, you know, suspended. Uh, but, I mean, the possibility isn't eliminated yet. I mean, it'd be really ugly. It'd be one of the weirder situations. But maybe the Browns just say, fuck it. Watson gets suspended, which is very likely. Uh, yeah. They roll out Baker. Baker plays just to increase his value. Maybe another team sees him after the season. He's healthy. And they're like, you know what? We can make him a starter. I just I don't see if Baker got released today. I don't see where he's starting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Panthers maybe, but it sounds like they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. So listen, they just did the same Darnold thing. I can't imagine they're going to do the Baker Mayfield thing. They went yeah. for the you know, the former high draft pick, and it didn't work out. I don't think that's what they want to do. Matt Rule can keep his job if he looks like he's developing a young quarterback. Another middling of the season with a another former 
you know, washed up high draft pick. Is it going to get them anywhere? I do think it's funny though, that the day after the Watson trade, the Browns traded Case Keenum away to the bills for a seventh round pick. Like that's not the right quarterback you were supposed to trade, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, um, if anything, I would have wanted kept Case Keenum if you're going to move on from Baker and Watson gets suspended. Yeah, I don't know. But um, other new other trades that happened, uh, Robert Woods was traded to the uh, Titans for a sixth round pick, which I would have done that if I was the Eagles. Like the heck. Excuse me. Good. And then uh, Good another receiver, Devontae Parker, was traded to New England. Very, that was such a like a New England pick too, for a third rounder. Dolphins also sent a fifth and Devontae. Um, yeah, that's if such a New Dolphins, England. Though, he's such a New England receiver. Like I could already see it. I was like, if you're the Dolphins, why would you even trade with the Patriots? Like they're in your division. Like mm. you know, if you're trading with Bill Belichick, you're gonna lose. Like you can tell me no one else could have given you a third round pick if they're giving you Devontae Parker and fifth round pick. Like you you don't want to get him out of I would have given them a third round pick for him. Of course. You get a fifth round pick out of it too. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, and they took his salary, but it wasn't that much. It was like six million. Um, but the bigger one was the uh Kansas City Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins for um I think it was two firsts. A six, a second, and a fourth. So another big haul. Um, it, Chiefs needed to; they were kind of forced to do this. Um, like, yeah, so it, what, what was your what was your thoughts? Because I think I'm on the, the you know the unpopular opinion about this. So I wanted to hear your thoughts. Well, my immediate thought was, what the hell are they doing? Um, they need him with Kelsey to help keep that offense spread open. Um, but then the other part of me is like. They're a team that has a lot of money in only a couple of players. So, like they're paying, like they weren't going to be able to keep this team together for long. So, I think this was probably the best they were going to be able to get instead of letting him walk, um, you know, or giving him because he wanted a bigger deal. He wanted the the uh, the Adams deal. So, yeah. I mean, it, to to get some compensation and then you can start rebuilding some parts of your team. I think that's good for them, but I mean, it's, it's going to be weird. I don't know if he'll be as, it'll be weird. It'll be, uh, it's hard to gauge how good he'll be. I think he has better yeah. receivers. I mean, Jalen Waddle, Gusecki's a solid tight end. I mean, the Dolphins upgraded that whole offense, offensive line too. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, it's- if Tua can't get it done with this team, then they're, he's probably going to get moved and restarted on another team, but yeah, I, no, I, 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 I agree with you there. I mean, it's definitely two a time. They put a lot of effort in this team, and I'm sure some other veteran will find this an attractive destination to go move Miami, play behind one of the best left tackles, and, you know, a nice wide receiving core. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, listen, the Chiefs, obviously, they wanted to keep Tyreek Hill. They offered him an extension, those big money. Devontae Adams' contract blew it open, and I think once that contract happened, Tyreek Hill said, no, I'm getting more than that. And, you know, the Chiefs still want to do it. $30 million a year for Tyree Kill is a lot of money. Tyree Kill is an incredible player, absolute playmaker. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't give $30 million to Tyree Kill if you're the Chiefs. You're giving Patrick Mahomes 45 And, you know, the benefits of having a $45 million a year quarterback like you do with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. is you don't necessarily need Tyree Kill. The benefit of ha- – like the, the perks of having a Patrick Mahomes is that Patrick Mahomes can create an incredible offense without guys like Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is awesome, but – 
Patrick Mahomes is the type of quarterback that can get it done with whoever you throw it out there on the field. Yeah. I I think that Tyreek Hill was more than likely going to shut down any offer that wasn't $30 million a year after Adam's deal, and the Chiefs are going to lose them. You hit on the head. I mean, they got something. They got five draft picks out of it. But the main thing is, you Patrick Mahomes, man, like you, you shouldn't need to bring in a $30 million wide receiver. They, they, that's the perks of having Patrick Mahomes. The other thing I would like to say is, one year of T.O., probably the best wide receiver Andy Reid has ever coached. And Andy Reid consistently rolls out elite offenses every single year of his coaching career. I yeah. think that the Chiefs will be perfectly fine. They've got Andy Reid. They've got Patrick Mahomes. They've got Travis Kelsey, who I think is arguably Patrick Mahomes' true number one option. Yeah, it stinks to lose a player like Patrick, like Tyreek Kill's caliber. But let's be honest. I mean, we the rumors on Twitter were the Chiefs were shopping Tyreek Hill, and then now or later. They flipped them for five draft picks. I think that, you know, they, they hit the, yeah, they that, hit the that value. Quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I give no fault to the, the Chiefs. They understood. They gave the guy a big contract offer that was respectable. They weren't going to give him $30 million a year, which I, I totally understand why they wouldn't and can't blame them. And then they went immediately. They didn't drag this out. It wasn't a, a training camp holdout. It didn't hold up your team. There was no drama. They flipped them. They got five draft picks, including a first round this year, right before the draft started. You can restructure your offense. You still have Patrick Mahomes. You still have Andy Reid. I don't think this offense is, you know, Tyree Kill. I think it's still going to be a solid offense with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and uh, and Andy Reid. The other side of this is he's an incredible player, but his best strength is his speed and his deep and his deep threat. There's not many quarterbacks that can throw a great deep ball that would mm-hmm. actually, you know, take advantage of Tyree Kill's full talents. You know, look at a Devontae Adams. The guy runs any route you want. He gets open. He's big. He never drops the ball. Tyree Kill's an incredible playmaker, but his best strength, I think, is his deep ball. Let's be honest. He outruns everyone on defense and just hits that deep ball better than anyone else. And if you don't have the quarterback, that deep ball's going to be tough. It's a a two-part game. The guy that throws the ball and the guy that can catch the ball. Mm. And we'll see. I want to see – I wouldn't be surprised if Tyree Kill significantly – his stats significantly drop having two instead of Patrick Mahomes now. It's possible. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It'll be uh, be interesting to see, but time will tell. Um, another receiver got uh, got his payday. Stephon Diggs signed a four-year, $104 million extension with the Bills. The wide receivers getting paid. Um Yeah. I mean, he's a great – he's a top 10 receiver. So, top 10, you're going to get that kind of money. Um, yeah, you make – listen, the last two years with Josh Elliott, you make a top five argument. But, I mean, listen, yeah, the money he's yeah. getting is – it's less than Adams, it's less than Hill, and he's pretty much giving you the same production. I'm all for it. I thought it made sense. Allen likes him. Buffalo loves him. He fits with that offense. You know, you know what you're getting. He's in bonafide number one. I agree. Um, and then uh, happened a little bit ago, but the Rams now have one of these. Like, it, I don't even know what the word is for it, but they have they signed Bobby Wagner. Okay, spoiler alert. So they have prob- arguably the greatest linebacker of the last 10 years, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, uh, arguably the greatest cornerback in the last 10 years. And Aaron Donald, not arguably, he is the best defensive tackle in the last 10 years. So <laughs> that defense is a little – I mean, 
some of the pieces around them aren't as strong, obviously, but when you have three of the best players to ever do it, that definitely will help you stay in the Super Bowl contention again. So I was yeah, not surprised that the Rams pulled that off and pulled money out of their ass, but these LA teams making I mean, moves. I mean, just the 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 loss of production does put this. I mean, Odell hasn't signed yet, but Odell's gonna mix next year because injury. But they traded um Robert Woods and they brought in Allen Robinson. I think yeah. it's an upgrade. That, yeah, you that lost happened. Von Miller. You lost Von Miller, and then you somehow just bring in Bobby Wagner. Different positions, but same kind of impact. Yeah. I uh it's very impressive. I mean, they this team this the Rams lost some players, but they're bringing in some heavy hitters. I think Allen Robinson's gonna be incredible in this offense. And yeah. Bobby Wagner is gonna continue his Hall of Fame career playing behind Aaron Donald, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean they got they got all the players on offense to get it done, and then they have the players on defense to stop you. So they'll they'll be, I mean, right now they would be in my, if not number one, they'd be probably two or three of Super Bowl contenders looking into next year. So, I mean, let's look at this. I mean, the NFC, you could say pretty much every contender outside of the Buccaneers who brought back Brady. So I think mm. every contender got worse. I mean, the Cowboys lost Cooper and Law Collins. The Russell Wilson's gone. Um, Aaron Rodgers lost Devontae Adams. I mean, who in the NFC scares you besides the Rams? I mean, the 49ers are a solid team. Um, Cardinals, maybe, I mean, if they come Card- together. Cardinals, yeah, who knows? But you know what? They're, they're going to have the drama with Kyler Murray. I'm sure that's going to linger in the training camp. Yeah. I just, you know, the the, the, the Saints who lost Sean Payton. There's not much excitement out in the NFC outside of LA. So I think mm. they have a very clear path to going back to that Super Bowl. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, it'll be interesting, especially after the draft settles and see what players got, got pulled into these teams. That I mean, the AFC, we said it last year that the AFC, um, they, you could see all the talent of quarterback was starting to form in the AFC. And then now that Russell, uh, Russell uh, Wilson got traded to the Broncos like that. That division is insane. And there's not many AFC teams that even need quarterbacks anymore. So, because, you know, Colts got Matt Ryan. So it's, it'll be a competitive strong. Yeah. It'll be a competitive AFC. NFC. I could see a lot of like changeover from who made playoffs. I'm sure there'll be some surprise teams that make it in this year, but who knows? Let me ask you this. A, A middle of the pack AFC team. Like the Colts, the Colts sure. with that team they had, Jonathan Taylor, that defense, Matt Ryan now, who's probably I don't know, sixth, seventh best team in the NFC, maybe maybe worst. Where would you have in the NFC? Uh, the probably Colts? behind the the Rams and the Buccaneers if they played in the NFC. Um, I mean my NFC rankings just right now off the top of my head would probably be Rams, Bucks, Packers still have to be in the conversation. Um, we lost a lot of players though. Devontae Adams and Zedarius Smith, those are tough replacements. Cardinals and 49ers. Um, I'd probably put them ahead of the Colts. Um, hmm, yeah, I'd probably put them like eight, seven, eight, and they, yeah, they'd probably be like. 12 14 15 in the afc um it's 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 an interesting power dynamic that it's all flipping out because it, it does this all the time there was a time where the afc was the powerhouse you know when we were growing up when we were younger 
And then I kind of flipped to the NFC for a while. And now the AFC is starting to, to become the powerhouse again. So th- this is just how, you know, the NFL kind of evolves over time, but it'll be exciting. Look at the I'm just, I want to watch that AFC West division. That, that shit's going to be very, very interesting. Cause even the Raiders are like, everyone always talking about the Raiders, but they got um, Chandler Jones on defense to add to an already way overperforming defense from last year. Um, and then now you got Derek Carr, who everyone shits on, including, you know, we've done that plenty of times, but now he's got sure. his old college roommate in Vontae Adams, the best receiver in the league. So, well, maybe oh, yeah. first or second, depending on what you feel about Cooper Cup. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a playoff team that just got Devontae Adams. That, yeah. Like that's that's quite the improvement. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see how all that goes. But it's, uh, yeah, I think the draft will will like do the Packers take a receiver? Do other teams improve? You know, do the the Bengals improve their offensive line? What are what are they going to do in the draft? They're going to you know, target some some more depth. They're going to look for some playmakers on defense. What they want to do? So, it'd be interesting. So let me let me let me pick your brain before because we'll do our mock draft obviously before and we'll really get into it. But now that we know exactly where the Eagles are going to pick, because we kind of had a we had a feeling there was mumbers that the Eagles were going to make a move. I, was, I think everyone expected with three first round picks. Let me throw a couple names at you. Do you think that they'll be there when the Eagles are picking? I think we're at sixteen now as our first pick, if I'm correct. Uh. No, we're at 15 and 18. 15. So at 15, throw a couple names at you. Do you think a player who actually I've seen him, how he's been visiting the, uh, there's a lot of interest in the uh, secondary. So a couple cornerback prospects. Derek Stingley, he's the AR 15 or no? It could be. I mean, that's the thing. It's so hard to, to predict. Um, I don't, I, I don't really know where they, I, I want to think that those two picks will be, one's going to be, I don't know, like not players, but I think of positions we could see um, edge rusher, wide receiver, defensive back, or offensive line is where I think the Eagles will go. I don't think they'll get I mean- a, straight up linebacker like a stand-up linebacker i, I was don't say so no devin lloyd interest you don't think devin I, don't, lloyd gets I wouldn't pick? mind it but i don't think they're gonna do it especially because they brought I, in some players and they have younger linebackers already but in a weird situation where they're not a terrible team but you could realistically say they could draft the best overall like legit in any position just take the best overall player and yeah. it would fill a need like there isn't one position that's locked down you could yeah. definitely use help on every single layer of your defense. Your offense line is aging. You could definitely use some help there. Wide receiver, we know they could use one every year. Yes. Like you could even draft a running back. It's just in a weird position where they're, they're not a bad team. They were in the playoffs last year. There is some talent there, but they're in the situation where you could re- just draft the best available. You have needs all over the field. Mm-hmm. Which is what I'm kind of hoping for. You have two picks, 15-18. If there's a guy you love, which – I mean, I don't know. I, I would probably say my favorites right now would be the corners. Uh, yeah. Gardner from Cincinnati and Stingley from LSU. If you, you know, if you think that you need to go up and make a move for them, that, I mean, listen, I'd be all for that. Yeah, I, I would like Gardner. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's funny. I did see a, someone was talking about it the other day how they would love if the Eagles went uh, old school when the 
forget what year it was, like 2001, 2002, maybe, where they went um, Sheldon Brown, Leto Shepard, and then Michael Lewis, like three, I think it was first, first, and second, or first, first, and th- or first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. But they just like restocked that whole uh, secondary. Because um, I love Darius Slay, and I think. But Kayvon Wallace is again. He, this he needs to prove a lot this year. I know he was hurt last year, so is. But even when he was healthy, he wasn't really showing a whole lot. And then, um, I really like the McPherson. I think he had a good showing in camp, from what I heard, and played. I mean, he wasn't a liability when he was out on the field. I didn't. I never noticed him getting torched or anything. So, we'll see if he can jump into that starting role. I'll stay on another veteran before the season starts. But yeah, there's so many options. Like you said, they can really honestly pick best available so we'll see as i've i don't know the last time i've ever correctly predicted an eagles pick in the draft uh a lot of times they like to overdraft um but i love that love a good overdraft um but yeah because thinking back like there's definitely been teams that i've correctly picked their you know who they were going to draft but the eagles i had never hit on so no. I, I mean, listen, I think last year was probably the most accurate. I mean, we all knew they wanted a wide receiver. They yeah. just got lucky. And, well, not, I wouldn't even say, well, kind of lucky that they were able to make that trade with the uh, the Cowboys. Who would have guessed that we would make trade Cowboys to get Dante Smith? I forget who. I either had them taking Parsons or one of the cornerbacks. I think I, think I had them take Sertan, if I remember correctly. I don't know. But, um, yeah. But yeah, it should be exciting. Um, but beyond NFL, there is other sports going on. Um, not, we're not much of, of baseball analysts, so we won't won't dive too much into that. But Phillies hey, made some. You, my my basic baseball analysis is the Phillies go boom. They uh, go they boom. go boom. That's all I know is that there is some dingers that are going to be coming. There might be the Phillies stat line might read ten runs, eleven hits six hours and then lose a game you know 12 to 11 they're probably gonna hit six home runs while they do it so it will be entertaining uh that will be damn sure it's gonna be entertaining yeah especially because you know now we have no defense so they need to get those runs in hey listen they those balls are gonna sail if you're driving past uh citizen Bank park on 95 at any point during the season just pay for insurance because those balls are gonna be flying all over the place and no point is anyone to be safe outside that stadium. And let's say if you, if they're going to be a middle 81 and 81 team, like they've been the last couple of years, at least they're going to be exciting. If you're going to be average, be exciting. That's all I ask for it. And on another note, something that's got me really excited. If Mickey Moniak turns into a player, like he actually looks like he's a guy that could start and be a player. If you resurrect Mickey Moniak's career this year from just the complete bust that he's been so far, this season is a win. No matter what the record is, if Moniak looks like a player and he can be a starter going forward, this season is a win. Well, he was he the he was the number one overall pick a couple of years ago, right? Correct. 20, 2016, I think. Was that the draft? He, he, yes, I believe it was the same year as Simmons. Damn. <laughs> yeah, quite the yeah. Yeah, no, he's well, I think we had I think the the Philadelphia sports curse, because between 2016 and 17, we drafted Nolan Patrick, Carson Wentz, Ben Simmons, and Mickey Moniak, all top two picks. And I, 
I mean, as sad as it sounds, I think Wentz was by far the best option out of all four. Did though. you did you mention Fultz? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, now now I yeah now I, I left him out. Patrick, yeah, Nolan yeah. Patrick's and that was unfortunate. He I don't he just I think it was a mix of what he was hurt, and then he just couldn't something with his men, mental. I don't remember, but it's all mental. The Simmons is a mental nutcase. Carson Wentz got a little nutcase. Marco Fultz, fake diagnosis, you know, ailments no one's heard of. They're all fucking out of their skull. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nicky Monix about the only one that I'm rooting for because he's clearly not clinically insane, but he just stinks. Yeah, I mean, it could have just been he wasn't ready. I mean, it's, you would hope somebody after four years is ready, but yeah, well, uh, or it'll be six years. I, no, wait, can I do math? Four years, five years, six, six, 2022. Anyways, yeah, but Schwarber and uh, I wish we had Cast. How do you say his last name? Castellanos. Castellanos, yeah. They got money and they got a nice lineup. The lineup's kind of scary, like. Uh, for not being a big baseball guy, even I can tell that this is because even Hoskins can hit the ball. So people always forget because a lot of people, I mean, I've always liked Hoskins. I have his jersey in the uh, St. Patrick's Day color or not color, but St. Patrick's Day theme, whatever. Um, I've always liked Hoskins. I think he's a solid player, but we'll see. Like pitching needs to come together too. So hopefully they can hold up, but. Let's be honest. They're going to win games by just hitting more home runs than the other team. They're going to give up home runs. They're just the baseball is going to go boom, both sides. I can already, I can already see that every game Wheeler pitches is um, going to be like two, three run games, and we're just going to have to. It's the day our offense turns off, and then the next day we have someone else pitching that just they light it up. But, anyways. Last part I think we should talk about is uh, March Madness. I heard uh, your bracket actually did pretty solid. Oh, please, let's do it because I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, you know what? I knew this. I knew this going in. I said this on our last episode. I watched maybe 30 minutes of college basketball this entire year, just being in England and everything. And I knew that my bracket was going to be much better than all the other years when I watched basketball. And of course it was. Hold the championship. I mean, I did have South Dakota State in my Elite Eight, which was a little out of out of character. It didn't make sense, but I'd managed to pick my champion. Kansas pulled it out for me, made me look like I knew what I was doing. So I, I'm going take to take it to take it home. North Carolina, nice, impressive uh, run. But uh, with my gut, I went with Kansas in the beginning. Who'd you pick to win it all again? Um, I had Arizona. Oh, that was foolish. I had Arizona beating Baylor. So that, that, that aged well. Yeah, that, that age as well as spoiled milk. I want to see, actually, I'm pretty sure I had Kansas losing early. Oh, no, wait. Uh, oh, no, I had Kansas in my final four. It was That's better. Oh, wait, no, I, no, I didn't. I lied. Hold on. This is confusing because all the – they rearranged all of it. Yeah, so I had – your bracket. I had Kansas in my lead eight because I was riding the Wisconsin train – and I had Wisconsin in my final four. They oh, failed me. Pitiful. I did have oh, Duke in my pulled. final four, though. So big brain there. I mean, to be fair, the only team in my final four that made it was Kansas, but I had Kansas going all the way. So here we are. Yeah. So um, yeah, my mine wasn't the best. I did uh 
as my ESPN bracket was in the 58 percentile, so they speak, so they oh. say. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't talk to swine. Mine was in the 95 percentile. You're like the uh, you're like the kid in class who just like boasts about failing the test. Where I'm just, just casually getting A's. You're the one that like the teacher's like, yeah, that kid will be in juvie. Where I'm just I'm just riding my wave on scholarships Damn. in an alternate universe because this wasn't me growing up. <laughs> yeah, that's not the Tim I remember. But no, it was good. It was a good, great, great March Madness. A lot of a lot of upsets. Even the like usually the um, the championship games are usually I think of late they've been kind of like boring but this one was really good I mean it's a Kansas game. yeah Kansas started off well and then UNC caught fire and Kansas was playing like shit and then they were up what sixteen at half and then Kansas put the thrusters on and I think they had a thirty to like ten run at one point and then. Uh, yeah, down came down to the last seconds of the game. So it was fun. Fun. It was a fun uh was it three weeks? Three weekends? Yeah. Three four. Hey, weekends. you know what? You, you know who had a lot of fun? Shout out to, to Roy Williams. They kept on showing him on the TV, but listen, he had both his uh uh successors in the final four. That made him look pretty good, I think. Yeah, yeah. In the championship game, nonetheless. This is true. Mm. Hey, you know what? Congratulations to the Jayhawks. They made me look like I knew what I was talking about. I can't say I, I always did, but hey, they, it worked out in the end pretty well for me. Yeah, and then, you know, I will say impressive on UNC's part. Um, and actually, Tyrell, who we had on a couple of weeks ago as a guest, he actually picked UNC to win it all, mostly because he's a UNC fan. But um, but I, I think it's pretty impressive what they were able to do this year as far as, I mean, they beat Duke twice. They were an eight seed. True. Um, and it's kind of uh, wild for Coach he, K. You know, his his first ever loss as a coach was to UNC. His last regular season loss as a coach was to UNC. And his last uh, tournament loss was to UNC. So. Uh, listen, when you're rivals like that, like if you're a North Carolina fan, you got to feel good. I mean, you didn't win oh, a yeah. championship, but you ended Coach K's career in the only tournament game you ever played against Duke. That's got to feel good. Yeah. And I got to say, man, that one dude, uh, Baycott for North Carolina, mm-hmm. dude is a. I think he was like three rebounds short of setting the record for the most rebounds in a championship game or nine championship game in the whole yeah. tournament. He is, dude. He is a force. Uh, it's a, that's what killed me because I was really, really became a fan of his during the tournament. And then he ended up having the injury on the last drive where he slipped and turned the ball over, which is brutal. But yeah, him and um, the easily the coolest name in the tournament, Puff Johnson. Oh yeah, shout out Puff. Hey, can I? Can we confirm or deny? Is he Ken Johnson's brother? Because he looks exactly like him. They both went to North Carolina, so I'm just kind of assuming. I have no idea. Okay, well, this is where I need better producers because my better producer would have gotten this. We don't get paid enough for that, so. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> hey, it's an exciting time in the sports world. We ended some stuff, but we're rolling into the good stuff. Crazy time. Draft, draft will ratchet up. Free agency settle down, but. It's getting good. NBA playoffs is right around the the corner. Coming into place. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah look out for our – see if we can do a uh, an NBA prediction. Squeeze that in between our, our mark draft where we'll do a, do a live style where we'll, you know, go pick by pick. So, that would be fun. But until then. All the uh, NFL GMs, make sure to tune in. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. We wouldn't want to watch. All righty. All right. Well, hey, great to see you as always. Peace out. Peace. Peace.